Hello gorgeous soul and welcome to this epic podcast. This is a place where you are encouraged and you have absolute freaking permission to unapologetically go after all of your dreams, all of your visions, all of your things in your vision board, like everything that your heart desires. I'm your host Angharad, the High Vibe Babe, and I believe that we're all in this life to expand and experience our wildest dreams. If one of us can have it, then we all can. So that is the aim of this podcast. Each week I'll either be going solo or have guests with the aim to inspire, uplift you and give you the tools for you to live your most epic AF life and business possible. You can find me on Instagram with the handle at Babe. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the High Vibe Bay podcast. Today I'm interviewing someone very special. This is Annalee Kemsley. With over six years experience as a makeup artist, Annalee has leveraged both her technical skills and wonderful personality to build a flourishing career online. Now a content creator, Annalee has a following of over 114,000 subscribers on YouTube with 5.2 million views and counting. 43,000 followers on Instagram and 34,000 likes on Facebook. Her ascent to the big leagues of New Zealand's beauty influencer scene has not gone unnoticed, with multiple features in local and national news outlets and being nominated for Beauty Influencer of the Year by Miss FQ and most recently nominated as one of New Zealand's top wedding vendors. Her success has afforded her great experiences, such as meeting with the Lauder family in New York, sitting down with Fabrizio Frida, global CEO and president of Estee Lauder, to discuss the social media trends and becoming the face of collection cosmetics and simply essential brushes. Welcome to this podcast, Annalie. Thank you. You did so well with the pronunciation of Rocio. <laughs> you got it, girl. You got it. We were prepping before. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first ever podcast, which is super exciting. Oh my gosh. It's lovely to have you. So could you tell us behind the scenes of the formal bio, tell us a bit more about you. Like where did you grow up? All of the things. I am pretty much born and bred Taranaki girl. So I grew up on a dairy farm down in Manaya. So grew up pretty tomboyish, but still had, you know, those real big interests in um, just beauty in general as a child. And when I was 12, we moved to Awakura and finished off my primary school there. And then I went to St. Mary's in Stratford. Of course, we went to school together. We were in the same year there. And when I had finished uh, level one of NCEA, I moved to Australia for six years with my parents. They bought a dairy farm over there. So I finished my last two years of high school in an Australian school. So I went from an all girls boarding school of like 200 to all of a sudden a co-ed school of like 1500 with very stereotypical kind of clicks. <laughs> so it was a very, very big adjustment. And then I spent three years in hospitality in Australia, moved back to New Zealand when I was 21, pretty much just back to New Plymouth and kind of was trying to find my way around and then landed a job with Clinique at the Life Pharmacy and was working there for, gosh, four years. So yeah, that's kind of like the background of just everywhere I've been. <laughs> yeah. So when did you actually start your, your, the first thing you did was a YouTube channel, right? When did you start? Yeah. That? Yeah. So gosh, I think I was 22 when I started working on the clinic counter and 
I had just discovered this love for makeup that I never knew I like I kind of knew I had, but I really didn't realize how deep and passionate it really was. And I simply just took the bull by its horns and I really excelled on the counter with playing with makeup and skincare. And when you work on a cosmetic counter, you have targets that you have to make. So every month I'd have a target. And when you had a target, you, you know, you get a little bit of a commission and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. Like I love doing this job and I really want to do this counter justice. So I started doing Facebook posts just to get people in for makeup doing before and afters. And then it kind of turned into people asking me to do makeup tutorials on YouTube. And this is before YouTube was a monetizing platform. This was like the pioneer days, really. (laughs) I remember recording my first ever video and it had like no audio on it. It was just like the whole thing looked like it was on the piss. It was like so crooked um, the way I set it up. And it took me like three weeks to edit because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But yeah, I just wanted to give it a crack. I was like, I've just found this newfound love and passion for makeup. I really want to share this with everyone. And everyone seemed to be responding really well to it. So that was really, really cool to see. Wow, that's so epic. And I actually remember uh, you starting your YouTube channel. I'm not sure... I watched your first few videos anyway, soon after you put them out. And I remember coming to see you because I was buying Clinique products at the time and I was like, holy crap, I'm so in awe of you putting those videos out. Because for me, with my food blog, I'd wanted to do it for like probably three or four years at that point. It was like 10 years until I actually did it, you know, I think I was 28, Mm. that I really wanted to do it. And I was just, so you're the first person probably that that I knew of that was like, literally grabbing the ball by the horns and like, fuck it, I'm doing this thing. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I've always been one of these people who doesn't overthink shit. Definitely, I'm the epitome of a reactor rather than someone who like takes a minute and thinks. So I think in some instances that worked to my advantage to just do it. And I feel like when I just, I, I get this like surge of like inspiration, you know, when you feel like this tension of excitement inside you and you're just like, sweet, I'm just going full ham into this. And when I want to do something, I just do it. And I just try not to overthink it because I know overthinking will cause doubt and it will stop me from moving forward. Yeah, I 100% resonate with that. And that's now the person I am, but I was not like that for a very, very long time. So it was really cool to see people, you know, before we're able to do these things. I think it's a time and a place for a lot of people as well. I think priorities Mm. do take priority. You know, it it could be something like, you know, with kids like yourself, you know, you've got your little ones and, you know, you might be prioritizing them and it's a time timing sort of thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what limitations did you overcome while building your online business? At the time, it was balancing my full-time job with Clinique and having this snowball effect happening in the background with my social media that I was maintaining after hours. It was that work-life balance. Oh my God, it was really not great. You know, I... After about two years of being online, I really started to get quite a lot of interest from beauty brands. This is when people just started to play with the idea of sponsorships and doing beauty collaborations online with people who were creating content. And that just snowballed into opportunities of sponsorships, travel, and I was working honestly, I felt like 80 hours a week and I was only giving 50-50 to both of them Mm. and it was really like you kind of get that anxiety that you're not 
giving it enough and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I would be up editing at like three o'clock in the morning and then getting up at seven to go to work. So it really was just the challenge of trying to maintain both jobs. But then it got to a point where one had to give and after years of like building up the social media following and just building up a clientele on the counter and having all these clients who wanted me to do their makeup for weddings. I was like, I've kind of really built this from nothing after years of working so hard at it, giving so much time and effort to it in the background and that counter job will always be there. So yeah, it was mainly that. And I would definitely say it was that work-life balance for a long time. I was just not looking after myself, but I was so passionate. Like I really loved what I was doing. Nothing could really get in my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's, it's easy to put in a lot of hours and find the balance for yourself and your family and your friends and your partners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it can be. It's, you've got to play with it. And so the people around you need to just go with it for a bit while we figure it out, what we do. Totally. And I think for a long time, it was like before maybe the monetization of everything, it was like, is this just a hobby? Like, is this worth investing so much time to the extent that I wasn't getting enough sleep and I wasn't looking after myself? But I, I just know I had so much passion for it. It all just worked out. And yeah. I just seized every opportunity that came my way and, you know, did heaps of unpaid work and just really networked. And yeah, I feel like I did a lot of hard yards at the beginning to really have a really nice like flow on effect afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so you sort of answered this before, but I guess I just want a little more. Let's, let's go there. So what do you attribute, I guess, your online success to? Like what were the keys do you think that really, really did get your name out there to the extent where you now have such a large following and are doing this full time and traveling and doing like living a lifestyle Mm. that a lot of people are really desiring? Great question. I would love to ask other people why they follow me. (laughs) I just think I have been documenting my story from the moment I picked up a makeup brush and I've had so many people just cheering me on for just doing what I want to do in the sense of taking a passion and turning it into a full-time job. I think because I am maybe classified as a professional in my field that people know that they can rely on honest, reliable uh, information that comes um, their way and Mm. that I do work on a day-to-day basis with clientele all the time. So I'm working with the everyday customer, consumer, mum, you know, in the sense of just all these different types of people and what they're going through in life. So Mm. I feel like I can relate to so many people. I don't know. And I don't think I really, I keep a quite polished look online because I aesthetically love that look, but I also don't really hold back from being who I am. I love to swear. I've got the mouth (laughs) of a sailor. Um, And I just, I don't know, maybe I don't try and be who I'm not. I try and keep it really honest But yeah, look, I've been doing it for a long time as well. So I feel like there's been a lot of loyalty from people when they first started investing into YouTube that being a Kiwi girl who tries to keep it pretty real, you know, Kiwis, I feel, can be really proud supporting other Kiwis. So yeah, I'm really lucky just to have an amazing community. Yeah, that's epic. And I'm I'm really glad you have got those people around you that really support you. And you have done like a lot of physical networking as well as online networking. Like you didn't 100% like just hook up your laptop in the middle of the Himalayas and like just start an online thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like so important. Like when I was first starting out to be a makeup artist, I was doing anything and everything to build up my portfolio. So Mm. collaborating with people, uh, doing things for free, 
I, you know, I think you've got to do your time. You've got to network. And a lot of the time I have found that it's not what you know, it is who you know and making really strong relationships. Like that was the one thing I learned at school was being street smart and, you know, making sure, you know, you create really great relationships with people. Yeah. 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 So you just sort of touched that before, like, but who, who are your mentors and who have you looked up to in the past and, and what about now? I get this question a lot and I really don't know how to answer it. I have glimpses of inspiration from so many different things. Like I've never really had someone I've looked up to. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've always just been on my own personal life journey and I take inspiration from just great things that I will see when I see it and then kind of piece it together. Yeah, it's again, I'm still kind of like lost to say who really inspires me or who's like a mentor in my eyes. I guess like the overall beauty community and I've always looked to high fashion, what's trending and kind of adapt it to my personal love for things and take pieces that just inspire me. I've never really followed anyone or felt overly inspired by too many people per se to be like they are who I really aspire to or feel mentored by them yeah no I actually really love that because I actually think it's really healthy too because like literally what you just described you're sort of taking pieces from everywhere that's actually good because if we're not fixated on someone else's journey (laughs) we have to create our own our our journey if we try and copy someone else's it's never going to feel fulfilling to us Mm. I'm pretty adamant on what I do and don't like as well. If someone's trying to be this overall persona and there's things that I don't like, I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm just going to like pick the things that I like and then I'm going to take inspiration or whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally 100% get that and gel with that. So what advice would you give people wanting to build an online or online entrepreneurs? What advice would you give them? Oh, honestly, just have confidence in yourself. I had a lot of self-doubt growing up. This is a story I love telling people because I I do look back on it and I am quite proud of where I've come from, from school. But like for me, I really struggled with high school and feeling like I was actually smart because for me, I really struggled with learning and reading and processing that knowledge and turning it into something. Later down the track, I learned that I'm a practical learner and I was kind of left behind at school to me to feel like I wasn't going to amount to much because I wasn't up to speed with everyone. And I carried so much self-doubt in myself for so long. I tried to just get reassurance from people all the time that my choices in life were going to be right for me, but justified by others. And I was consistently finding myself, doubting myself because of what other people thought I should be doing. And um, I think what I've learned over my journey is just to back yourself 100% and just what will be will be and do not sweat the small stuff. I think it's really easy to get caught up on little things, but I'm just a big believer if something happens, sweet, okay, what's the resolution and how do we move on? You know, I think that's quickly dealing with a situation, not overreacting and building from it. And you never want to regret regret. So if you've got things that you know that you want to do, stop putting it off and do it now. Mm, That is so much power and so much epicness. I'm (laughs) digging that so much. Yeah. 
we didn't excel in school. I was one of those people too. But there's so many success stories of people who weren't good at writing and then they become a best-selling author in their future, you know, like, or yeah. we weren't, yeah, weren't like that great at socializing and then suddenly they're like Oprah or whatever. You know, there's so many amazing stories of people outside of school flourishing and mm. it, it can feel like a never-ending life at school but there's so much more out of it and we don't have to be confined to those limitations that we faced in school which is beautiful yeah yeah I've I had so much pressure on me from teachers and it just felt like society was like if you don't go to university you're not going to amount to anything and so again that was another added layer on top to be like all right sis what the fuck are you doing at 17 18 what are you going to do for the rest of your life but you've got no social or like life experience but hey look let's determine what you're going to do for the next 40 (laughs) 50 years of your life like I know it works for you know so many people and that's awesome but for someone like me I honestly almost went to university picking a subject just for the hell of it because I was like I've got to go to fucking uni because if I don't I'm going to fail in life um yeah and so when I finally found makeup and beauty, which I always knew I loved, but I was like, no, that's not a a winning job in someone's eyes. When I found it, I was like, holy shit, I should have been here like five years ago, if not 10 years ago. Like Mm. it just makes me so happy. And I know when I got that validation from people that I did a good job, that was like, this is amazing because I've never felt that before. Mm, and you get to craft your own way way right like a way that actually really suits your soul and your heart and your passions and everything totally totally and social media like complimented it very easy for me because I was a MySpace girl I was a Bebo I love the Sims (laughs) like I've always ever since technology came out I've been admittingly addicted to it (laughs) I've just always like loved the idea of photo shoots and creating and high-end fashion and modeling and so it all just blended really nicely for me yeah you can take all of when you create your own business like you get to take all of the bits that you really like in life and other people you get inspiration from you get to create your own little world and it's I would never live any other way now ever no and I think the older you get you realize that I like yeah I think coming into my 30s now I'm just like I'm gonna be unapologetic and I also am leaving a lot of I feel like I'm definitely growing up the most in the last year of just living my best life emotionally, physically, career-wise, everything by just trying to live a more like positive life. And it, it helps with work and everything. Yeah, I love it. So what, what are you really passionate about slash what, what is coming up for you? Where are you heading? What's your short to medium, long term, anything over the floor for anything that's coming in the future for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this year is a different year for me because last year it was very heavily focused on our wedding. And so that took a lot of my mental space and just whatever happened throughout that year just happened with work. For me, this year is actually a really big one where it's just focusing on really, oh, how would I want, how do I want to explain this? It's a lot of a personal growth for me this year. And Mm. then it's going to reflect on my business because being self-employed for the last three years I have always been the one who's got to cheer myself on and make sure I'm accountable and stuff and I feel like after time when you haven't got a heap of structure you need to restructure that for yourself and so this year is all about really focusing on myself and I feel like it will have a natural flow on effect with my business so at the end of March I'm 
booked in to go to Gwingana over in the Gold Coast, which is a wellness retreat. Ooh. And I've never, ever felt like I need to do something like that more than now. <laughs> and it's just a bit of a detox of life and just getting back to simplicity again and cutting out all the bullshit and all the noise around me. Yeah. Um, and then I just feel like I've got more clarity and physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I'll be more balanced again. Cause I feel like with what I do online, it gets so consuming. Like it, I have really high highs and some really low lows and it's really hard to define leisure time with work time when it comes to picking up your phone. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm going work-wise with looking after myself and to be honest whenever it comes to traveling with work I only know about two or three weeks in advance whenever I go somewhere wow yeah yeah um so we'll just see how that all works out but this year's a really exciting one I don't think I can disclose it just yet I should be able to by the time this comes out but this year I am a brand partner again for Yves Saint Laurent and Maybelline, which is very exciting. Wow. So the year long partnership. So that, that is really, really cool. I'm very excited about that. Great work. <laughs> and at the moment, look, like I said, it's this year's really about just focusing on me a little bit more because we got married last year, we're planning on having children probably in another two years. So now at the moment, I'm just trying to find my purpose in life and just making mm-hmm. sure I'm like utilizing it to the most full extent before we yeah. have kids. Yeah. And it's just like weddings and balls and everything's just so busy with work. So just having that balance is really important. Yeah, for sure. And checking in, going to Australia, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it right, but um, <laughs> it's obviously going to be a really good time for you to reconnect. And I do definitely think as we grow and evolve as people, our business naturally does. And that's actually a great thing because we're not stuck in someone else's business where that's not actually allowed. Like mm. <laughs> our business flourishes when we flourish. So it's so important for us to check in with ourselves and rebrand and do all the things or whatever we need to do, whatever that looks like for the flow and effect for our business. But mm. how long is there a treat you're going for, going to for? What is um, whatever way that rounds up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I get there on the Sunday and leave on the Friday. So it's five days altogether. No, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. It's like sugar-free, digital-free. You do some yoga, meditation. You've got seminars, nutrition workshops. You can go see a counselor. You can go to the spa. It's quite a well-rounded retreat to help overall improve yourself or relax. Whatever you want to achieve from it, it, it provides that. That's awesome. That's, mm. yeah, 100%. I'm doing a retreat in Bali in November and I'm doing all the things as well, pretty much. It's oh, just, cool. uh, yeah, all of the, you've got to have it all, right? Like, why why can't we have it all when we're, when we're choosing what we want to do? You can't have it all. <laughs> totally. And I think, like, yeah, you just get to this age. Like, for me, I'm, like I said, almost 30 and I'm just, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just, like, not feeling like I'm 18 anymore and now I am aging and or getting older and I'm just thinking gosh what am I doing like I need to invest in me look after me and and that will help with the relationships around me as well so that's yeah yeah and I love that too also that you're thinking like ahead with kids too because that's something that some people don't do and we did a little bit but it's I did a live a few days ago about how looking after ourselves before we have kids and like literally having a to-do list of things like we want to achieve or whatever is actually a really good thing and it's most most people don't wish they had kids earlier most people wish they had kids later so yeah yeah yeah, doing the things that really serve us the best is 100 percent like the way to go for sure 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, we kind of have a plan. If it changes, it's totally fine. But when I say it out loud, really, we, we might start trying at the end of next year. And it's pretty quick before you know it. So it's a lot of stuff I want to do. Mm, yeah, that's so epic though, and wish you all the best for all of that journey. Thank you. Yes, it's going to be a whole new thing. I'm like so excited. Wow, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, the whole motherhood, parenthood vibes. It's yeah. Yeah, it's very special. Well, do you have any other bits of words of wisdom or anything else that's popping into your head for people, you know, who the audience is of this podcast, people who are just like wanting to live their most epic AF life? Yeah, just keep it a hundred, I guess. There's just balance is the biggest thing in life I've found. And um, yeah, just keeping it really honest with yourself. Like I said, the last couple of months for me has been a bit of a journey. I've been getting over just some personal stuff that's been some real mental blockages, emotionally, physically, spiritually for me. And like no matter what you're going through in life, through work, whatever, honestly, it always subsides and it gets better like I always am a big believer that every day is a new day and things do get better got to ride through hard times and then you have these most amazing successful moments and gratitude and appreciation and actually like just taking time to soak in the moment because I know a lot of us don't do it I am the biggest I'm really guilty of not soaking in moments appreciating myself when I've accomplished something and really just yeah, taking in the moment from what, what's just happened because life is always just like go, go, go and contentment's really hard to find and I just need to be kinder to myself and understand that I need to celebrate things more in life. Yeah, celebration is a huge thing, but I, I love all of those things. That's a beautiful way to round off this podcast. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank <laughs> you very much for coming on. Can you, for people who want to find you who don't already know you, could you please mm-hmm. drop what's your Instagram handle and youtube then sure. so your majors <laughs> um so on facebook and youtube you can find me at makeup by Annalie. instagram my main account is just Annalie kemsley and my makeup account is also makeup by Annalie on there and if you're really into twitter i'm on there as well under Annalie kemsley cool and we'll have all the links down below for you to click on them and be able to access Annalise's pages. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would absolutely adore it if you would screenshot this episode and tag us both on your stories, check up on your stories. It would mean the world and what your biggest takeaway moment was. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. Sorry, I probably definitely rambled on, guys. (laughs) No, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for jumping on, Annalie, and I'll see you around. Hey, this was amazing. I've had so much fun. All the best with everything, and thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye, everyone. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would adore if you would screenshot it, chuck it up on your stories with your favorite takeaway moment, and tag me at Hi by Babe on Instagram so that more people can see this and get this content and get this message out there to really shape and change and impact other people's lives. Do you desire to be around more high vibe women who really get you, who encourage you, who like support you no matter what? Yeah, well, guess what? I have a place that you belong. It is called High Vibe Babes Community. It is a free Facebook group, and I would love to have you in there. There are so many free trainings and epicness in this group, so please get your booty in there. It would mean the world if you would subscribe to this podcast, do the reviews, the rating, the stars, all of the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode. 
I'm sending you all of the vibes and all of the love over and out from my heart, the high vibe babe. <laughs>